0: to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, episode number 351. My name is Brando. Today, we're going to be talking to world-acclaimed keyboardist Derek Sherinian. He's in Sons of Apollo with Bumblefoot. He's toured the world with Billy Idol and Alice Cooper and played with Yngwie. I mean, this guy is just so in demand. He's played with Slash. He was in Dream Theater. So this guy is one of the best keyboards on the planet so let's not wait we want to talk to him about his new album entitled vortex coming out july 1st on inside out music derek how are you hey derek how are you i'm fine thank you how are you i'm doing well welcome to the podcast uh where are you zooming in from if you don't mind me asking
1: i'm in burbank California.
0: Okay. Not bad. Not bad. Is that where you made Vortex? Like how long did you work on this project? Do you have a studio in uh, in, near Burbank in your home?
1: Yeah, I have a a home studio and and Simon has a home studio. Simon Phillips, my collaborator, and he lives in Ojai, which is about uh, 70 minutes from Burbank. And the two of us will just get together as much as possible, but we write it at our home studios and then we, Uh, get together and put our ideas together and and develop songs and develop an album over a time. And we just have a really strong writing chemistry.
0: And this may be, not for me, a silly question, because I don't know, that's why I'm asking you, but I'm not a musician. You know, I don't know what it takes to write music, but you're obviously... You know, you're a legendary keyboardist. So when you write music, does it start at the keys or does it start somewhere else? Is it obvious or, or not?
1: Well, well, for me, I mean, since that's my instrument, anything that I stumble on is going to be from the keyboard. And I'll work it out there accordingly. And Simon, uh, even though he's a drummer, he plays keyboards and that's his primary instrument to write as well. So, yeah, it all starts there.
0: Okay, cool. Uh, Another multi, multi, you know, very talented uh, musician that is featuring on this album and you've worked with before is Mr. Bumblefoot, Ron Todd. I wanted to ask because he's on, I I think it's track eight. I'm looking at the track listing right now, which is just, I mean, you know, Bumblefoot is just one of, he's not the biggest name. I hate to say it, you know, Steve Stevens, Nuno Beckencourt, Steve Lukather. I mean, it's it's insane, this list. But with Bumblefoot, I have to ask, it's appetite for distortion. How did your friendship begin there um did it start at sons of apollo or did it start
1: it started the first day of recording the sons of apollo album i never had met ron before and he was hired in the band based, based based on his relationship with mike portnoy and uh uh, the first day of the studio was the day I met Ron Thal. And we just, uh, it's a really interesting way to meet someone for the first time, but we got to know each other and I just have the utmost respect for him as a, as a man and as a musician, he's just fantastic across the board and a super, super
0: talent. Wow. This and he's amazing. on. I hope I pronounced this also right. I love all the, the unique uh, album. Excuse me, uh, track titles. Aurora Australis. Astral,
1: Australis. 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 Like uh, Austral. Like uh, there's Aurora Borealis. that's The right. uh, Northern Lights uh, up north by the right. North Pole, and then there's. So we're naming the song, and we needed a title, and i said we need something huge you know grand like aurora borealis and simon says yeah but there's been so many things named that before so we looked it up and then i saw whoa what's this aurora australis and i go mm-hmm. i didn't know that they have the lights down on the the southern pole and he goes let's go with that title so that's where that came from
0: okay not just they bad
1: have if- lights down there too
0: See, not just badass music and education as well. Yes, we Eric. <laughs> I yes. It. yes. Um, I want to keep up before we get back into the the album on the six degrees of g and Bacon, as I call it. Of course, Bumblefoot used to be in Guns N' Roses. And I can't believe I didn't come across this song uh, before of yours. Shame on me.
1: You're going to talk about summertime.
0: I am. How did that happen? What a fun song with you and Billy Idol. How did that happen?
1: Well, it started off with, uh, what happened? We were at, I was on Billy tour with Billy Idol and I started jamming that piano part to summertime. And then Billy recognized what I was playing. He goes, Oh, I love that song. That was one of the first songs I remember as a three-year-old that I used to love that as a kid, my parents used to say, and, and I said how we should record it one day. He goes, yeah, we should. And so then when it came time to do a record, we recorded. I asked him, well, Hey, right, would you still record the vocal? He goes, let's do it. And so he recorded a say, I go, wow, this is fantastic. And I go, who can we get on guitar? And he goes, well, what about Slash?" And I said, of course, that'd be awesome. <laughs> Right. So uh, I think he put a call into slash and then all of a sudden, boom, we had a, a, a band. And what's awesome is that the opening scene, if you look at the bass drum, it says Derek Sherinian and the rebellious yellers. And so I think I have a pretty impressive backup band in that video.
0: <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I would like to see a reunion. If anything, a, a... Oh, I would
1: too. Why not?
0: <laughs> <laughs> and how fun was that video shoot? That was just a fun. Oh, it was great.
1: It was really great. Uh, it was a mates and
0: it was just a fun time we had a great time making that video it 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 really it it comes off and and, uh, it's the same way i mean that you're just that kind of musician and artist and, and person i assume and i'm learning right now that it just comes through with your music so to go back you know we got bumblefoot um and i'm assuming when you were on working with billy idol is that how you became friendly with steve stevens he's on two tracks i believe on your new album
1: Idea. Yes, I met Steve uh, in 2002 when I joined Billy Idol. And, and Steve's been on three records of mine now, and not only as a player, but as a co-writer, too. He's uh, Steve is fantastic, and I love working with him, and he's always invited
0: to play on my stuff. Right on. And um, what about, because I just want to go through, because it's not just you. I mean, they're big, big, heavy hitters. Uh, Steve Lukather is a legend. You know, how long, when was the first time you met Steve? I met
1: Luke, uh, in, in 20, I know the year 2000 on my inertia album. That's when I first started working with Simon Phillips and Simon suggested that we bring Luke in. And I said, wow, that'd be amazing. And the next day Luke came down and did his thing. And we've just become, you know, great friends. Luke has played on six of my albums so far. And he came up with Joe Bonamassa. They drove up to Ojai, up to Simon's studio to record on the song Keyline
0: Blues. And that was fantastic having both
1: those cats in the studio at the same time.
0: You know, it's what's so impressive, I think, when an artist like you, or as we mentioned, as I mentioned Slash before, that has worked with so many different people, I think just it's a testament of who they are. So I, I'm curious, what do you think it is about you that why people want to work with you and including, I don't know if this is a two part question, but Ingve, who doesn't usually like working with people, but he (laughs) likes working with you. I, I, I I imagine.
1: It's because I bring out the best in their playing when I play and it doesn't matter who they are, their style. That's just how I, that's just what I do. I have a way of bringing out the best of their
0: talent any uh what about like, anything the personality is there, like is there a, a missing party of your personality we don't know do you do like no, I mean, tricks that people like? I've been
1: told I've been told that I I'm annoying at times so I don't know if it's <laughs> anything from the personality I think it's just the way I play music and my my take on uh
0: the art form okay fair enough and speaking of I guess the art form has that how much has that changed for you since the pandemic? You know, I'm talking to you now. Actually, this morning I was at our radio studios in Tribeca producing the morning show, but now I'm back home at my home studio in Queens, which I did not have prior to the pandemic. So it's changed oh. for me. How yeah. has it changed for you um, with it's this new world?
1: Me, well, it's changed for me that... When touring stopped, it's like, okay, well, what am I going to do t- to make a living <laughs> because there's no shows. right? And so it forced me to really build my session business in the studio. And I've, when I'm not making my own records, I'm playing on other people's records constantly. And it's, it's turned into an awesome business where people all over the world are sending me tracks to play on. And I have all my rigs set up. I mean, all my killer keyboard collection in my studio and I can pick and choose, you know, whatever I want to play on. There's some amazing music that comes in into me and I'm getting an opportunity to work with some really cool different new international artists. So that's been the main thing that's changed is that my studio business is really jacked up.
0: You know, and when- great. It is great because actually one of my listeners, uh, he goes by goes by its name. Uh, Larry Paul. Uh, I'm terrible at pronouncing names. I'm, I'm on the radio, I guess. Cusick, he's from Ohio, and he played on a song with you. If you oh. call Hell Ride to Heaven by Quiet
1: the Horses. I remember something. Yeah, I remember that title. I don't remember how the song goes, but I remember that.
0: OK, OK. I played on it. Yeah, he says. That, you oh, know. yeah. And if, if we didn't, you can, we can uh, sue him. No, I no, guess. I did.
1: <laughs> I, I did play on that. I just don't remember what I played or how it goes, but I remember that, that right. title.
0: Cool. All right. Well, are they happy? Oh, he was so happy. You know, that. Oh, that's good. why people were excited that I said that you were uh, coming on, including another listener, uh, Stefan. He said, fantastic keyboardist. So I'm live with Billy Idol uh, years ago on uh, Exit Festival. So, um, okay, cool. People, people love you. You know, that's why. You know, but if people want to hear the interview, they want to work with you. It's not just your your playing, bringing the best. You know, you're, <laughs> I don't know. You're a good guy. So I really appreciate this time. I hope we get to do this uh, again.
1: Oh, I hope so, too. I really appreciate you having me on and have a fantastic day.
0: You as well. Thank you, Derek. And thank you, the AFD show listener. You know, I, I've said and I try not to repeat myself too much on the podcast because it's we have on one side the, the loyal AFD show, Bad Apple, that's been here since episode one, which I am always baffled by and eternally grateful for, but new listeners all the time. So forgive me if I repeat myself with this, but the conversation always continues in between the broadcasts. So if you follow on social media, you knew this past Sunday as I'm recording this, so uh, June 19th, Father's Day, was actually also my wedding day. Uh, I was as eager for my wedding day as I was to share this Photoshop picture. I asked uh, G Hall, who I mentioned before, does the did the logo of this podcast. Perhaps you've seen some really cool graphics on the new highlights and clips that I share. You know, at the end of a of a, a short clip that I put up on YouTube, you might see or hear like a shotgun, and it goes to this cool smoky version of my logo. That's G. Hall. Uh, he did the Izzy Stradlin documentary. So I asked him, like, hey, my wedding's coming up. Can you Photoshop my face and my wife's face <laughs> into like a video still from November Rain? And he did. <laughs> so uh, just amazing. And I, you know what? So overwhelmed. I said this on social media. And again, sorry for repeating myself, but I got to say it on the podcast. You know, here I am thinking I'm just a stranger talking about Guns N' Roses. You know, it's been a really fun ride doing it. I think for six years now, this this podcast getting to talk to all sorts of people, rock stars, but all sorts of people. You, you are rock stars too, uh, all across the world, Guns N' Roses fans, and you really made me feel loved on that day. So I posted (laughs) it's the if you remember the uh, the November Rain video where it's just a quick shot of Axel and Stephanie at the altar, and Slash is giving the, I guess, the priest, sorry, I'm a Jew, so I don't, I don't know the technical term, father, uh, the ring. So you're going to see my face and Shauna's face uh, superimposed, photoshopped, and I love how G uh, was still able to photoshop Axel's long hair and bangs over my bald head. <laughs> Just absolutely brilliant. So while I stayed away from my phone for most of the day, of course, as you do on your wedding day, Periodically, I would check, and all of you really made that day even more special. Just thinking again, I'm a stranger talking about GNR, but you really you made me feel not that way. Then I'm not getting choked up. I actually had a hairball just there, so I guess wanted to take time to say thank you. It would take way too much time to thank all of you individually on here, but I'm pretty sure I did so on social media, just liking or. Uh, commenting in every single one of yours. and But I do want to give a couple uh, special shout outs um, to. He's from the band Velvet Chains. He's been on the podcast before, Niles. And, uh, you know, he was just nice enough. Hey, do you have a registry? And I posted it and he made a very um, insanely generous gift, which he doesn't need to do. The gift is just having you guys be a part of my. Honestly, it's my life. This podcast has become my life, and you know how much this podcast and Guns N' Roses has become a part of my life. So I've spoken about, especially on Twitter, and I found out that many of you have involved Guns N' Roses songs in your big day. I mean, especially with November Rain. Like, is that cool to play at your wedding? Especially when you know how November Rain ends. She dies... (laughs) <laughs> we don't know how. Was it acid rain? What happened? Because no half her face was covered. That's the mystery. Oh, and by the way, uh, quick sidebar, but uh, I think it was Vice, the, oh, man, the, I I really, I am, have want nothing to do with clickbait. You know, I know I'm friendly with people like Brad from Alternative Nation, and, uh, you know, he's always been kind to me, but that's just never going to be my thing, clickbait. I mean, it's it's just sad when you see it in, like, bigger outlets, like like vice uh saying that they figured out who jumped in the cake uh November no they didn't no they didn't they figured out like who it wasn't which we've known all along you know it is pretty ridiculous how often Ricky Rackman has to say that he was not the guy in the cake but i think i got the closest uh with just a random fan commenting and and the name escapes me now he just You know, some name you've never heard of. He was apparently like a local rocker, singer kind of guy. And uh, he was an extra for that day. And um, I will give credit. They've taken the ball and run run with it. It's uh, the the 1992 VMAs, the Nothing Lasts Forever podcast. I think they've tried to hire a private investigator to find that person uh, who jumped into the cake. So uh, no, no one knows who jumped into the cake. So if you've... It's a lie. <laughs> it's a lie. I got, you know, I don't even know. How can I say that I know when just some random listener on Twitter commented saying that he knows? I mean, it sounded good. It sounded good. But that would happen a couple of years ago when I spoke about it at that time. So, yeah, involving November Rain in your wedding, is it cliche? Is it not? Um, I don't think so. I mean, it's such a beautiful song. Many of you have mentioned that you've, whether it be uh, just the piano part or I've seen videos where, like, the groom is it, the groom is playing guitar and playing the solo as his wife comes down. I, I didn't do anything like that. Cool. I think uh, the only things before I, I set up like how I was married, as far as like music, and it wasn't my idea. I go like my 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 wife. She's like, "What song should we come into?" You know, into the reception. She's like, "Welcome to the jungle." Sure. How can I argue with that? Though I had to... We had to end the night with Dave Matthews. I forget if it was Trippin' Billies or... Uh, I don't even know. They are all they all sound the same to me. What's the one? Eat, drink, and be merry for tomorrow we all may die. Is that Trippin' Billies? I don't know. You know, Anderson Marching was also on there. You know, a couple... There it was, it was some whatever. Not too much Dave. G and R. I did put in Mr. Brownstone for my youngest brother... Um, Cameron, it was nice that, that my three younger brothers all uh, were there because a couple of them are not in New York anymore. And, you know, it's more GNR talk. And this is why it's, it's not me just talking about myself. This is involving Guns N' Roses and how much they've involved. They've incorporated into my life and they've infected. <laughs> that was an accidental slip of the word, but I, I'm going to keep it. Infected and affected their way of life. So my youngest brother, Cameron, he's like, I've been listening to some more Guns N' Roses. I really like them. And he's young. He's like 26. Sad that I have to think about it. I'm the oldest of four. We're all four years apart. You do the math. I'm just, I've been awake since 3 a.m. today. You may have saw, again, if you follow us on social media, I did the morning show on Q104.3, where every time, i guess just producing, but every time they, uh, they play Guns N' Roses, like this morning was Don't Cry, Jim Kerr, Hall of Famer Jim Kerr. He's like, get ready to plug your podcast on the air. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So anyway, Cameron, he's like, he's been listening more and more. He's like, maybe you should have me on the podcast to talk about how millennials like Guns N' Roses, too. I'm like, okay. Uh, But he's like, I really like that song, Mr. Brownstone. Great. Great. I I played Mr. Brownstone for him. Uh, My brother Logan, (laughs) he comes up to me and... I just didn't expect this joke from him. He's like, you should get, when you're an ex-cat, uh, you should name Izzy. Because if it ever gets lost or it's hiding around the house and you can't find it, you have a reason to go, where's Izzy? And he continues. He's like, because I know he likes GNR, but he's kind of like, you know, just a, an average fan that knows the, the radio hits, doesn't really know much more than that. So he has no idea about the Izzy Stradlin situation. So he says, "I had I don't even know what that means. I just see people post it all the time, and it makes sense in this situation. If you had a cat that got lost, the name of Izzy, where's Izzy? He's like, where is he actually? Like I don't like I want to know. <laughs> I try to. I go into the whole spiel about why is he Stradlin is quote unquote missing. He's like, he's just living his life. He's just he doesn't do anything. Like, yeah, he." Yeah, that's it, man. He's just made one of the best records of all time, and more or less pieced out. <laughs> you know, I I know I'm so oversimplifying there, but you know, to the average fan, yeah, yeah. So that was cool. There was a dance remix of "Sweet Child of Mine," which was cool. Obviously, I'm not too much into into the the dance remixes, but it was still cool to have. So anyway, the the big tie-in for Guns N' Roses for me in the the wedding was during the reception. And we had it in a, a park in Brooklyn uh, outside. And, oh, by the way, the, the actual reception was in a place called The Velvet. And I'm surprised I didn't play any Velvet Revolver. I kept making Velvet Revolver references. My friends who I went to go see Velvet Revolver were all there, and we just, were all talking about it, that it was probably the best show of our lives, which was really cool. But, uh, so in the park, um, her sister, my now sister-in-law, married us, and I didn't ask her to do this. So she goes, I'm going to, after she, you know, tell we say I do and everything and, and go through the whole spiel, she goes, I, 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 I'm going to play part of the audio because we don't have all the wedding video yet, but I was sent this, and perhaps you saw this online. Many of you did, and ooh, I was a little shy sharing it. You know it's interesting and this is how I feel I why I love Guns N' Roses because I feel I relate to Axel and and Slash in this way where I'm kind of shy yet I do what I do. You know, you kind of just do it. Uh so I posted us getting married. And the reason being again not about me. I'm not <laughs> I'm not uh blowing up your timelines with wedding photos or anything like that, but her sister, my sister in law, who was uh, presiding over the wedding and, and uh, got ordained to marry us, decided to end with a, an, a quote from the infamous Guns N' Roses, as she put it. And this is what she said
1: If she's somewhere near me, I hope to God she hears me. There's no one else who could ever make me feel I'm so alive. I'd hope she'd never leave me. Please, God, you must believe me. I've searched the universe and found myself within her eyes. So, with these public promises, vows, and the symbolic exchange of rings by the power vested in me, by the Universal Life Church and the state of New York, I now pronounce you husband and wife.
0: You know, I was just trying to fight back, bursting out laughing the entire time. Getting married to this I love. Did not expect that. But that her, her sister knew that's, everybody knew that's, that's just a part of my life. And I mean, listen to those lyrics from Axl Rose, how appropriate. So uh, it was just a great day. I'm very lucky. I'm very lucky for all of you. Again, uh, periodically throughout the day, I was checking my social media, you know, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and just the amount of, you know, well wishes. Just it, it just meant a lot to me, you know. So just thank you very much. And it was cool just to also see that from, you know, listeners and, and uh, former guests of the show. You know, Jeffrey Rouse from from Loaded and Ernie C from from Body Count. Just cool. You know made me feel good, so thank you uh, all very much again and uh now that this kind of wedding is behind us, next phase because again, I'm not you know going full tilt with the episodes until like my tooth situation is fixed again, Sorry if I repeat myself, but I'm getting this screw in for my implant and my front tooth in august uh so I just don't wanna sound like Cindy Brady <laughs> you know sorum sold cocaine you know i i don't want to sound like i don't have my tooth in oh yeah in in the wedding i had my my fake tooth flipper in for the picture for the pictures but even for the vows i i I took it out just like i i do in the interviews It just shauna i just didn't want to sound like that shauna i love you (laughs) i know i'm exaggerating it's not that bad um But what's to come, though, what's interesting is we're going to be moving uh, to this pertains to the podcast and everything. So, again, not just talking about myself, but we're going to be moving into a new apartment, hopefully in the next few months. Uh, The reason why I mentioned that now that I know I do these shows from home for the most part and record for the most part because I'm still not really feel feel my quarantine. But ever since the quarantine happened, I do most of these podcasts from my home studio at home, which was, is it's kind of like a makeshift, you know, it's right now on top of an Ikea table, and, you know, as, as you know, like, my cats always jump on it, it's half a room, so in this new apartment, I should have, like, my own kind of office, and build something, so I'm hoping for that, to be able to build something, maybe invest into, you know, like, a better camera, you know, just to really make the show even better going forward, which is always the goal, anyway. Uh, to make the whole product going uh, better going forward. So I also will say, uh, while all the videos, they, they live pretty much on our YouTube channel. I post them I post them everywhere, but the, the videos are always easily accessible on our YouTube channel. So please follow and subscribe. But I've also added a new playlist. We'll see how long this lasts, but it should. Because, you know, YouTube, uh, copyright policies, sometimes things get weird. You know, remember when my, my Twitter got... Suspended for sharing my own video, so it left me with a bad taste in my mouth. With sharing concert videos, even though I'm allowed, you see, everyone this summer posting Guns N' Roses concert videos. So I've uploaded not just the the debut, the live debut of Hard School when I was there in Baltimore. So that is now up on YouTube. It's still it's been on Facebook, but just easily found and on a playlist on our YouTube channel. But also some old Velvet Revolver clips. They're short. They're not the best because it was back in the days with the uh, the BlackBerry. But I have a couple of short videos when I went to go see them in West Palm Beach. And also already uploaded some clips from Axel DC in uh, New York City. But I would also, what I would like to do, and actually I will give a shout out to a listener for this idea. Because I was just going to start maybe uploading some of my... My old videos, which is what I've been doing, and there's, there's not a ton, but just to put a place where they all live and you can all check them out, and it's cool. Like, here, here's the Appetite for the Source YouTube page. Here's all his live experiences. I mean, how many of you have seen Guns N' Roses? You know, I mean, depending upon what version is, is another question, but also Velvet Revolver, okay? I know there are plenty of you, but Velvet obviously around for only a few years, and... Axel DC. That's an interesting trifecta because we knew that that's lightning in a bottle that did not continue. So, whatever, it's okay. But we'll, we'll I'm just curious. How many of you, again, it, it, reply to me, however you want to reply to me. Have you seen Guns of Roses? I'm sure it's yes. What version? Velvet Revolver and ACDC with Axel Rose like me. Can you do that? Okay. So, I want to give credit. He, commented on my ACDC with Axl Rose uh, Dirty Deeds clip. So Ryan Walsh. Okay, dude, this is amazing. Good thing it's not Twitter. The videos might last a bit longer before they're taken down. LOL. I'm just going to say again, they cleared, you know, YouTube's copyright policy. You know, it's like sharing uh, rights, copyright rights with the owner. It's, you know, it's legit unless uh, – I don't know if there's – you know unless uh, the algorithm, when you post videos and things that it looks for, it's it's pretty spot on. And with Twitter, I'm being more cautious. But again, now I'm officially over the, the amount of followers I have with my last account. So officially, I am – I'm back. I'm back. But still keep following at the AFD podcast. Anyway, he continues – I wonder if you would be able to do a live GNR concert footage playlist thing, this channel, without a hassle. So we'll see. I'll do it slowly. Again, I, I haven't come across anything technically. YouTube's been good. You know, I, I look out for any warnings. I'm not going to – I have I go by the rule, when in doubt, leave it out. I, I've taught that. I've learned that, especially in radio. So we'll, we'll see. Uh, That would be really unique if maybe some AFD uh, pod fans live concert footage is posted. So which is which happens that you will send me videos. It's happened on this leg of the tour like Rebel, uh, who was on our Portugal review, sent me some videos, including the live debut of Street of Dreams. Yes, I'm sure you know that by now that debuted in, in Prague, I believe. So Rebel, who was on for our Portugal review, also went to Prague. He took a video. I shared it on Facebook. And, yeah, so I haven't put it up on YouTube yet, but I guess that's kind of the line of thinking. So I, I take, you know, Rebel's videos or some of the old videos that Ray from the U.K. sent me uh, when I had of those, uh, what did I call them, like B reporters, AFD B reporters, uh, Remco from from Amsterdam, from the Netherlands. Actually, Guns N' Roses are in the Netherlands now. And they debuted another live song, uh, new song this, this tour. Well, excuse me. Not new. I don't want to say it like that. A new in the set list. Sorry. Sorry. That's it. I wasn't just apologizing. <laughs> so now, what are people saying about the, the – well, They've changed the set list. and It's still early in the tour. They're playing things they haven't played. I mean, Street of Dreams, Slash and Duff have never played that. They added back, sorry, uh, if you're Canadian. Sorry. They're adding, they're, they're moving around songs. It's, you know, absurd and hard school aren't always back to back. They're fucking with the set list. Yeah, if you still want to complain, like I, I posted a, a Twitter poll recently, like what, well, uh, just these two songs, what do you prefer? Pretty Tied Up or Bad Obsession? My answer is yes, both. But the, the reason I bring that up is, could they take out two covers and add in two originals? Sure. But I'm not going to complain what they're doing. They're playing three and a half hours. If they want to play a couple covers or three or whatever, let them do it. They're, they're, he's still nailing it, man. Axel's looking skinny. He's just, he just looks good. Sounds good, band's tight, and it's just, uh, it's really exciting. So yeah, Ryan, I want to give you credit. So perhaps if this, I'll, as I slowly build this and unleash this part of my Twitter, excuse me, my YouTube channel, that could be a really fun and unique thing to do. Uh, and he goes, barandoing your podcast with events and news, which is kind of what i've been trying to do (laughs) it's hard when you're a one-man band kind of thing which it was easier with with ian getting news and stuff at the beginning i will admit that i've become really reliant on just you know interviews news comes and goes very quick if this was a um if i always did this podcast once a week or especially if it was every day news all the time you know especially now that they're touring news 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 um, but I'm going to give you as much as I can. So especially when I'm not posting interviews uh, in your normal podcast, uh, wherever you find them, iHeartRadio or i uh, iTunes or Spotify, check YouTube channel. So I will, I will add things there, um, whatever I can. I don't want to go completely news. That's other people's. You know, that's like GNR Central's job. That's not. It's not my job. I the news I give is reporting it. You know. When During the interview, like breaking news. I like that stuff. Or news that we can talk about amongst ourselves. That's the kind of news I, I, I like. I don't always like doing the solo thing where I'm just talking to a mic like I have been. But it's been a while since I've done an episode. And they've debuted against Sorry in Street of Dreams. So I needed to talk about that at least. And also, again, thank every single one of you for the wedding. I mean, that was the main reason I wanted to chat with you after the interview with Derek because I don't want to waste your time with that again. you know. <laughs> Moving on. It's like, we're married. Now what? Now what do we do? But what I did do, I'll tell you this, in more uh, re- relation to, of course, the podcast Six Degrees of G&R Bacon and how it's, it's infiltrated my life. So Buckethead, coming to New York. Yes, Praxis. Uh, They haven't played together. Him, Brain, and Bill Laswell are playing a couple shows, I believe, in July, August. I know they go on sale tomorrow as I'm recording this, so uh, hopefully you'll see me online saying that I got Buckethead tickets. I got Buckethead tickets, Uh, hopefully. So I did reach out to Brain again. So here's something else about me, and you probably know this, and I mentioned it Kind of tying it into why I like acts on slash is that I'm naturally a shy person. I naturally think, oh, I might have done something wrong. I might have upset something, somebody. I, I don't know. That's perhaps the Seinfeld in me. I, I how does anybody not like you? Uh, so, brain. I also know isn't the most technically savvy person. Just going back from the beginning, you know, it wasn't always smooth. You know, he. I would hear back from a week later, months later, but it always worked out. So, I think the last time I texted him, I like I said, I hope I'm not bothering you. I really would love to chat with you again. I don't know if Melissa is still a possibility. If she can't, I completely understand. I still would love to talk to you again. Didn't hear back. And it's got me thinking, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I fucked up by saying what happened with Guns N' Roses management. And I've already done this story, you know, episode 300. But to kind of just really... uh summarize it that i was told by brain and also uh the <laughs> mark from golden robot records that fernando told melissa dizzy frank richard not to do any more unapproved interviews interviews not approved by him and that i was specifically mentioned i did not i initially took that so personally and wondering why, because I'm just not, as I mentioned earlier again, I'm not a clickbaity person. I'm not an, I don't think I'm an asshole. I, I do right by my guests, I think. But I know there are a lot of clickbaity sites that follow me and make news out of what I talk about. And with new music, I know for whatever reason, it's a sensitive subject. With Axel Rose, with the the band, with the management, it's just they're being cautious and it's not that it's just their management. It's not just Team Brazil. It's all management. I know this. Like, it's, it's not just them. It's just, it's shitty. That management. If I ever became a manager like this? I don't know. Sometimes I just wouldn't talk to people the way some people, like some managers talk. Like, another quick sidebar. Since I do a Six Degrees of G&R Bacon, as you know, I tried reaching out and getting an interview with the Bacon Brothers. You know, Kevin Bacon's band with his brother. And it was like a month ago, kind of got a nice response from, I guess, who was the manager or a rep saying, oh, thanks for reaching out. We'll see if they like GNR. And I saw they're coming around in New Jersey. So I'm like, okay, they're going to be local. I'm on q 43com which is in the tri-state area. Maybe, you know, this could help sell some tickets. And he writes back. <laughs> he's like, the, the Bacon Brothers don't have enough hours in the day to do all the press that they are asked for. Um, you know really appreciate it but they don't like Guns N' Roses and it's on the opposite end of the musical spectrum and I'm just like reading this I'm like what the fuck did all of that really need to be fucking said it could have been like thanks no thanks or they don't have time right now that means you don't get it who knows if he even told Kevin Bacon about it so I don't hold this against Kevin Bacon which is a sentence I never thought I would say but like what the fuck bro So I I post that just to let managers know. Like sometimes, you know what? Maybe you might not be a manager too much longer. Because if uh, public relations is a big deal. I mean, not like Kevin Bacon needs me. Whatever. Whatever. See, I'm just annoyed. It's just like, why do you got to talk to me like that? I read a professional email. Don't be a dick. Anyway, so no six degrees of of, of GNR Bacon with Kevin Bacon, I guess. I don't know. Maybe one day. Just like how uh, I wasn't supposed to get Dirty Honey. Another example, because he tort- um, because they tortled Slash and also they worried about Wolfgang Van Halen because he told GNR. And this was not through Team Brazil, but through their management, and I eventually got them both. So we'll see. We'll see. But in regards to Brain, I was, I don't, I don't know. I thought maybe, again, if you listen back to episode 300, It's not like when I was told this information, I just went and on the podcast and and shouted it from the rooftops. No, I let time go by. And just, I think over time, just having opportunities, I believe taken away from me for no reason. Like knowing, again, Melissa, I was told Melissa wants to come on the podcast. You know, her and Brain were talking about it. Or I see Slash out there uh, doing all those interviews for the new album, for and it, I don't know what to say. Like, it just bummed me out. I'm like, am I, am I ever going to get an opportunity to interview Slash? You know, Duff, it was a different manager that canceled that interview with me when he was promoting tenderness. It just, again, bummed me out. So I just like letting people know what I deal with. And I tell you, you know, you can say, hey, you know, Brandon, you're taking this too personally. Or, you know what, that's a shitty way that this, that person handled this. So I just put it out there. Here's what I deal with. Especially when you're like, oh, have you interviewed so-and-so? I got it recently with, have you interviewed Craig Doswalt? Uh, no. He said no. That's it. He, he just said, no thanks. What, what else can I say to that? If you say no, you say no, that's fine. Just, uh, you know, oh, Kevin Bacon's too busy. No shit. He's Kevin fucking Bacon. I know. <laughs> you can just say no. <laughs> Do I need to be told that? Anyway, so with Brain, he did get back to me because I he didn't get he didn't respond to that text when I just hit him up and I'm like I was like, Oh shit, maybe he is upset. But I'm thinking like it's Brain, does he really give a shit? You know, like even on his radar, does he even still remember me? So when I saw that praxis, the, the Buckethead uh, show is being announced, especially since it's in New York City. I'm gonna try to go. I mean, if I have Brain's phone number, why would I not reach out to him and maybe even try to meet him? You know, I I don't even know what that would be like at all uh, with COVID protocol. So that's just me thinking thinking out loud. But Brain did respond. And I'll tell you what he said. Yo, dude. (laughs) I love it. He always does that. No, I say that always because I barely talk to the guy. I get to hit him up maybe once a year just to stay in touch because he's probably the most... Um, positively reviewed guest on this podcast, like him and Alan Niven and, and Doug Goldstein. Yo, dude, no, man, you're not wearing me out. I actually totally spaced out and thought I had texted you back. <laughs> Very brain answer. Anyway, yeah, I'd like to come back on at some point. Let me ask Mel if she's completely out. So brain would like to come back. I know Melissa or Mel Would like to be on the podcast, but perhaps she can't be. And so this goes into, and this is here is an interesting thing. It goes into those non-disclosure agreements, which I understand. I mean, what am I going to ask Melissa Reese, really, that that would violate her NDA? But I'm sure when you're someone like Axl Rose or a lot of these celebrities at that level... They've just been sued a lot. They've been in situations where they've been taking advantage of, taken advantage of, and they just got to cover their asses. So there's certainly an absolute part of me that gets it. I do. I'm not gonna. I don't have my head in the sand. I'm a. I'm a professional. I'm an adult. I get that that part of it. Why you hear when you know Justin Bieber is throwing a party and people have to put their phones in a fishbowl or sign NDAs? Like I get it. I I do, but I'm not Howard Stern. I'm not going to ask you any of that shit. That's going to violate an NDA. That's why when I couldn't get the harp player from Prostitute for an from an NDA because of an NDA, I'm like what the fuck is with this band? <laughs> so maybe Melissa has an NDA and she you know, I I get it. Why would she want to rock the boat with her her, her axe who I <laughs> who recently Uh, Melissa is great on on social media, on Instagram, that Axel sent her a Whopper, a Burger King Whopper, which I guess she maybe couldn't get in a certain country, and she was very happy. How is she rail thin when all she eats is fast fast food and candy? I want that. I kind of have that metabolism. I I have a belly, though. I'm not quite as much of a stick as uh, Melissa Reese. So hopefully... Brain comes back on the podcast either way. No pressure, no rush, but it was really awesome to just hear back from him because I got paranoid. I'm like, damn, man, what a great guest, what a cool guy, and, you know, that I overstepped my bounds, but I'm just being honest. I got to be honest at a certain point, point. and, again, I understand where management is coming from from a degree, and I think it's good to talk to talk these things out, especially when I hear nothing back ever. You know, I've been doing this podcast for six years and not that I ever expected to uh, interview anybody from Guns N' Roses, past or present. But with the management, I just with this out there, I just would have hoped at least something now, like an understanding, being like, okay, I'll back off kind of thing. But nothing. So until I'm told directly, I'm going to keep moving forward couple other notes as I finish this long-ass soliloquy at the end of this episode, but I guess I wanted to talk to all of you. So eager. couple interviews coming up? Oh, before I get to that, I guess. Uh, Steve Jones, unfortunately, is canceled. I do not know why. I'm, I'm kind of like the third party in that. I was talking to somebody who was talking to their part. Just I have no details as to why. See, these things happen. Bummed out. It was kind of like... I thought it was going to happen. It's going to be on this day or that day. Then it's, then it's no days. Hopefully in the future. That's all I can say. They kind of bummed me out, but regardless. Uh, so these are... However, these are confirmed for now. Uh, Derek Day from Classless Act. He has been on the podcast before. If you remember when I had on Roberta Freeman and Friends. It was her and Teddy Zigzag. And, and, and Derek Day and, um, and forgive me, the and another Derek. He's, he plays with Gwen Stefani and Shania Twain all the time. Forgive me, I forget his last name. But it was when uh, she did, R- Roberta did the cover of I Wish you, you Were Here. And they were all in that song. So Derek, it was like a nice five-panel episode that was fun. So he's been on in that situation. But we're going to talk to the lead singer of Classless Act live from the road. With Joan Jett and Poison and Dev Leppard and Motley Crue. So that's going to be really cool. Because that's a, what a major tour. So we're going to talk to them. It might be the first people or person to talk to, to Derek from the road and get that experience. You know, they have a new song out with Vince Neil. So that's going to be fun. Derek's a really cool guy. And I'm glad to have him on the podcast solo. Uh, and also going to have the Lit Brothers. on. Uh, we've had... One, uh, we've had two Lick guys on before. We had A.G. Popoff and Kevin Baldis, the the basis. but now we're going to get on the brothers. You know, that, that I think is going to be a, a lot of fun um, coming up. And also, as I, I put out there on social media, I want to do more reviews. It's been difficult because of just the part of the world the Guns N' Roses are in right now, coordinating times. And, of course, I was a little bit busy with the wedding, but now things are a little... You know I can i I kind of plant my feet a little bit more, um please keep reaching out. I know there are a lot of you who have reached out as far as England shows and South American shows keep hitting me up. so there will be more coming and let's just say, you know, hey, I, um I didn't know I could do this. I went to Warsaw, you know, and even though that already happened, come on, I would still do a Poland review. That would be a lot of fun, I think, especially since I'm mainly Polish. I've never been. I've always wanted to go to Poland. And especially, you know, to see... That's what I really love about this, this other side of the world. To these places that I've always wanted to go to. Um, And Guns N' Roses is there. And that's just really... That's truly special. And I get to live vicariously through all of your photos and pictures and hopefully more views coming up. So, that does it for this episode of Appetite for Distortion. When will you see the next one? In the words of Axel Rose concerning Chinese democracy... You'll see it, I don't know, as soon as the word. No! No! Yeah! Thanks to the lame ass security, I'm going home.